2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through, I did it again, verses 1 through 11. Let me pull my Bible up. In the King James Version, verses 1 through 11. And that's why we change the order to make sure we get us in and out. Amen. And so the youth explosion that was going to take place here is going to be at Colossian Baptist Church. Amen. At 5 o'clock, at 5 o'clock at Colossian Baptist Church, right down the street. Amen. Well, they're not celebrating menopause Sunday like we are. Amen. <laughs> They got the AC on because they just don't respect this Sunday like we do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you Second <laughs> Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. And again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000 of them. And David arose and went with all of the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gabeah. And Uzzah uh, and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was in Gabeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of firwood, even on harps and of psalteries and of timbrels and of cornets and on cymbals. And when they had came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah, Uzzah, my fault, put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, and the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah because God smote him, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach against Uzzah, and, and he called the name played the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, uh, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom and Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Lord, please bring a word for your people for this hour right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Allow us to not be distracted by the heat, but allow us to feel the cool breeze of the Holy Spirit as you breathe upon us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, can you feel the shift? Can you feel the shift? And we're going to be in a series called The Shift, but I just want to know, can you feel the shift? The story of Uzzah and the Ark of the Covenant is found in 2 Samuel chapter 6, 1 through 7, and 1 Chronicles 13, 9 through 12. As the ark was being transported, the oxen pulling the cart stumbled, and a man named Uzzah took hold of the ark. God's angle burned against Uzzah, and he struck him down, and he died. 
others' punishment does appear to be extreme for what we might consider to be a good deed. However, there are three reasons why God took such a severe action. Uh, take note, because I don't want you to die, all right? Number first, <laughs> God had given Moses and Aaron specific instructions about the tent of meeting and the movement of the Ark of the Covenant. In Numbers 4.15, it says, After Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy furnishings and all the holy articles, and when the camp is ready to move, the Kohites are to come to carry, to do the carrying. But they must not touch the holy things or they will die. The Korathites heights, are to carry those things that are in the tent of meeting. See, no matter how innocently it was done, touching the ark was a direct violation of God's law and was to result in death. This means of, of, of preserving the sense of God's holiness and the fear of drawing near to him without appropriate preparation. See, see, first of all, nobody was supposed to... First of all, let's see how David collected it. First of all, David, when they got all the soldiers, all the king's men, all his entourage to go get the Ark of the Covenant when it was supposed to be the priest that went to go get it. But he wanted to go get it because every now and then people want, uh, want, want to get their shine on. See, see, David had been hypnotized by the songs that the women were singing. Uh, Saul has killed his thousands, and David has killed his 10,000. Now David out there showing out for the video vixens. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he want to show and floss who he is and show you who he is. And he went and got the Ark of the Covenant and then collected right. See, the thing about it is we got to learn how to reverence God. And the church has lost its saltiness, and the world is going to hell because the world has too much haltedness and think they can touch the church without God dealing with them. See, see, some people, you got to be careful of putting your mouth on the men and the women of God. I don't care how messed up they are. I don't care how sinful they are. God said, don't touch my anointing. He'll deal with us when we mess up. God said in James that it's a hotter place in hell for me and other preachers that lead you astray. And it's hot in here today, and I ain't trying to get no hotter. I ain't trying to go to hell for you nor me. So I'm not trying to teach you anything false. I'm not trying to lead you astray. I'm giving you straight from the stove what God gave me to cook up for you. Because James said, be careful of those who become teachers because you will be judged more harsh than the world. He's not talking about social media. He's not talking about Instagram and Thread and, and, and Twitter. He's not talking about Snapchat. He's not talking about y'all, some of y'all still on MySpace. He's not talking about that. He's talking about himself. So don't worry about dealing with us. God will deal with us. That's why when people sit up there and talk about me and tell me how I don't know God, I don't worry about it. I got enough to worry about with God by myself. See, David was trying to be independent and do it himself. See, that's what's wrong with us today. We got these bumper stickers, God my co-pilot. Well, if God ain't your pilot, you're going to crash. We always want to control our lives when God said he'll order our steps in his word. Why do we read the instructions to put 
the bicycle together to connect the video games, but don't read the, the holy word to put our lives together. Why is it? Why are we so crazy? Why do we go to everybody else looking for answers instead of going to the manufacturer? I'm not taking my car to nowhere but Land Rover. I'm not taking it to anybody else to touch it because I want to go to the manufacturer because they made it. Well, how crazy would it be if I knew to take my truck that was made by human hands to go to the manufacturer when I don't go to the Holy of Holies when I'm dealing with my tail. I want to go talk to the manufacturer. I ain't worried about your opinion about me. I don't care about what you telling me. God told you in a dream when you were sitting down smoking on some weed or eating a gummy and I'm you trying to tell me what God said about me. No, I can go to the Holy of Holies all by myself. He split the veil from the top to the bottom to let you know I can come into you and see you now. But, 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 but second, the ark had stayed for a period of time in Abinadam house. If you look in 2 Samuel 6, 3, where his sons, Uzzah, Uzzah who, who touched it, Uzzah who touched it, and Ohio. See, see what happened is they had God in the house all that time and they got familiar with God. Just like some folk get too familiar with the church. You keep touching the anointed and you watch how God begins to deal with you. The Bible says it's better to cast yourself in the sea with an anchor around your neck than to touch one of my anointed. It's better to throw yourself in the fire than to touch one of my children. You better be careful about touching other. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, see, other. Thought he, 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 he failed to realize the, 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 the reverence of God as if he needed to put God in his place. Don't, don't judge him because you know how when you ask God for something, he tell you something you don't want to hear. Well, God, dang what you, you should have gave me the money through so-and-so. So-and-so don't like me. I don't want to have no strings attached. Why you make them give me the blessing? I wanted so-and-so to give me the blessing. God said, I'm going to do what I want to do. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Shut your mouth and take your blessing. We want to put God where we want to put God and pray how we want to pray and say, God, answer it like this. That's what Uzzah was trying to do. He thought he could control God. He got familiar with God. He got familiar with God. See, see, some of us get so familiar with the pastor and we forget the anointing. And, 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 and it's funny how people always say, how can you preach over here like that when you over here? But when you come here, it, it's different because when I'm going somewhere else, they expect a word from me. You got too familiar. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. That's the downside because I'm a normal person. I ain't going to sit up there and act like I'm all that because that's who I am. I'm just a laid back person. But at the end of the day, it ain't my fault you missing your blessing because the Bible said when Jesus went through the circuit of where he lived, he marveled at the unbelief and he couldn't do too many miracles because they kept saying, is that not Mary's baby? Ain't that Joseph's child? He grew up right down the street from us. How in the world he know all this? They made Jesus so familiar. Jesus could not heal them. Jesus could not liberate them, and so I don't feel bad. If Jesus could heal the folk that he knew, 
I'm letting it be quiet. See, and, and, and I, I looked at the text, right? I looked at the text, uh, uh, Deacon Woody, and I looked at the text for the first time uh, at the right way. And Sunday school teacher, what is Sunday school teacher at? Teach this the right way. Because when I was growing up, the Sunday school teachers didn't teach it right. First of all, they had me feeling real bad for us because God killed them. And they made it seem like God did something out of order. God is God. God is just and sovereign. Maybe Uzza thought he was all that and a bag of chips and thought he could put God in his place. I don't know. Communion. The reason why we don't touch communion and we put the gloves on is to show you we know we're not worthy. If it's five Sundays in a month, Maxwell ain't going to have a suit on four times. But on the day of Holy Communion, he's going to have a robe on or a suit and a tie. He's going to make sure you know that he understands he's not worthy. He's going to make sure he get dressed all up. He's going to have his cross on that you don't even see in his pocket to make sure he says what he needs to say and order his steps in the Word of God because he understands that he's not worthy to touch the sacraments. And you got to understand, you're not even worthy to come in the Holy of Holies of God. So when you come in the holy of holies of God, you better come with some respect. And he thought he could put it in place, but I look, and, and you look at it, I went to white Sunday school, and they got a lot of pictures in their book. And, and they showed a picture of, of Uzzah holding the ark from falling, and he died because they showed it falling off of the planks that they had on the oxen. But that's not what the text says. The text says that the oxen stumbled and the tabernacle shook. The ark of the covenant, I mean, shook. It didn't say it was falling. It said it shook. But the problem is, when, you don't, when you're not carrying it and bearing the weight of God, you don't even feel the shift. He thought it was worse than it was because they were not following instructions. You'll be faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many things. It never would have fallen if David would have put his pride down and went and got the Levites instead of him trying to do it himself. Stop trying to do everybody else's job because you feel like their job has more shine than you. Do what God has called you to do. Stay in your lane and do your own purpose. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made to do a purpose nobody else can fulfill but you. Stop letting the world touch our stuff. Because they go around here talking about all things happen for the good. Not for you, Negro. If you ain't knowing God, all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Let me get to go another further. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. Not if Biden get together, not if Trump get together, not if Obama get it together, not if the mayor get it together, not if the governor get it together, not if the sheriff get it together, not if the chief of police get it together, not if city council get it together, not if the aldermen get it together, not if anybody get it together, but if my people get it together, I hear they land. 
the church begin to take the authority that you were ordained to walk in. This land shall be healed. Racism shall end. Sexism shall be destroyed. Hebrews says, what is man that you're mindful of him? You made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they don't walk with everything under their feet. This the angels. The angels are jealous because you've been given authority that they don't have. When you speak the word, Michael and Gabriel and other angels got to do what you say because your mouth is powerful. When you speak, the world shifts. God said he'll forgive you of everything, every sin you commit except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But he said, I hold a record of everything you say. Why? Because you never know what hell is happening in the world because of your mouth. When you speak it, it shall come to pass because you are a little G God. Oh, when you speak it, comes to pass because of the authority you have. But they say he ain't walking in it. He who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil was cast down. Jesus said, I look back and Satan had said something. I look back and he fell down like lightning. Where in the world did he go? He was not entered the gate. The gate is the womb of a woman. If you're not born of a woman, you don't have legal authority here. Gabriel doesn't have authority unless God send him or you call him. But the devil doesn't have any authority. Now, if, if, if Gabriel and the other angels who are obedient to God can only hearken to the word of God, why in the world are you letting that slippery serpent run your life? It says he come as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion seeking to see who he may devour. He can't devour everybody. You better let the devil know, Negro, you come over here on my block. I got some words for you. I got the sword of the spirit for you. I got my mouth and my tongue ready to tear you up. I know my heel may be messed up, but I'm going to bruise your head. So what? My heel hurt a little bit. I'm going to step your head until I crush it to the white meat, baby. You better let my mama go. You better let my husband go. You better let my wife go. You better let my children go. You better let it go. Now, I don't know how many first times this I haven't here, so I'm going to say this just one more time. You better not go around here talking about what you got to take back from the devil after this week. The devil don't have no authority to take nothing from you. When you take it back this time, you let him take it again. See, old school, Brother Tab, see, they don't know nothing about old school. See, old school, we used to come home crying. Our daddy would be like, come here crying one more time. Call that boy beat you up. I'll fight you myself. I don't care if you lose, you go out there and you fight. If you come back crying, I'm going to whip your butt myself. 
if you come to my office for counseling one more time, talking about what the devil took from you, you're going to have to fight me right in my office because you have the authority that God has given you. The angels are jealous of you. You have a power because you are made in the image of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you have authority to take anything. Give me my blessing back. You can't have my blessing. You can't have my peace. You silly devil, you. Too much power. Why are we not walking in the authority we gave, he gave us? Because we let the world carry us. The reason why the Ark of the Covenant seemed like it was about to fall the priests were supposed to feel the weight of God on their backs, not the oxen. We keep letting the world carry us. We keep letting the internet teach our kids about the birds and the bees. We keep letting the world teach our kids about gender. We keep letting the world teach our kids about, about, about money. We keep letting the oxen carry our precious cargo, our children, because we're not bold enough to say what the truth is. I don't want to get canceled. I'd rather get canceled by some crazy folk than to get my soul canceled from God. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I want my soul. I need my soul. I'm black. We always got soul. <laughs> Something wrong. See, we got to be obedient. If they would have put the poles in the sides of the hooks of the Ark of the Covenant and walk with it the way they were supposed to, you know what was wrong? David was trying to rush God. He went and got all the horses and the, and the chariots and was trying to rush God back and put God where he wanted God to be and rush God and put God on his timetable. He didn't want to be worried about the Levites. But the thing about it is when you have the weight of God on your shoulder, when he moves, you can feel the shift. See, you know how you put God on your shoulder and when you get in your prayer closet and you pray and you commune with him and you don't just pray and just let it be out there. You pray and actually listen for the answer that God is giving you. You got to be able to feel God. I, you can't feel. See, the reason why some of y'all can't feel the shift is because we, sometimes we don't give you enough information. Let me go on and tell you, the, the, the AC costs $206,000. That's why we sell in the church. Feel the weight. Huh? Feel it, feel it with me. Cause sometimes the church want to keep all these secrets. Huh? Feel, feel it? Huh? The, we we want to keep taking care of the homeless, but the commercial kitchen costs three hundred thousand dollars just for the equipment and then to put it together. Feel, feel, feel that weight? Huh? We want to do a banquet hall, too, and make sure that's straight. We don't even know how much that's going to cost. F -f Feel the weight. 
interest rate went up. Now the, 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 the mortgage went up $5,000 more. Dollars. Man, the church stopped renting, so we lost $5,000 in rent. Come on, somebody. Feel, feel the weight. But see, sometimes when you don't pay your tithes, you can't feel it. I can feel the sh Oh, y'all don't hear me. I need you to feel it because we're about to go into a shift and this church is about to go into a place that we have not been before and you can't experience it individually unless we experience it corporately. But we can't experience it corporately unless you experience it individually. That's why we only stronger than our weakest link. So when I come out here and I'm looking, I'm looking for your eyes because if you're the weakest link, I'm going to put some digging on you to make sure they pray with you to get you stronger because you got to carry your weight, baby. Because where we trying to go, we can't have no weak links. I need your faith to step up so we can take the You know how your partner playing cards and they ain't good? They got the big joker, the little joker, the ace, the deuce of diamonds and the deuce of spades if you black. They got all them cards and they, and they ain't played none of them. You could have ran a Boston. But because they're not playing to win, y'all lost. You're like, you had that. You can lose a card game with a good hand. You can lose life too. That's why you got to walk by faith and not by sight. But if you let the oxen carry God instead of you, can I tell you, the oxen that you let carry God, you still letting your mama do all the praying for you when you're 40 years old. Huh? Still waiting on grandma to pay for you, pray for you, and you 36 years old. Yeah, you, other people can pray for you, but, 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 but at the end of the day, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. Stop letting the oxen carry God. We, we, we move the city. The, 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 the government don't move the city. Church for when you get together in numbers and go demand what the, the city need to do for your community, do you know they'll move? <sighs> Stop letting the oxen carry God. Feel the shift. See, he tried to bind and bound God. David tried to, to use the oxen to move it faster to get God where he wanted him to be. And then Uzzah thought he knew it all. And when it shook, he touched it to keep it from falling. And God said, I don't need your help. I was here before time ever was. See, they talk about the Big Bang Theory made, I taught science, let me tell you something. They talk about the Big Bang Theory created the world. How can something go bang without time? How can something go bang without space? How can something go bang without matter? Let, let me tell you, let me teach you something right quick. See, see, first of all, the Bible handles all of the creation scientifically. See, you thought God was, science was against God. God created science. Remember, how, remember when God, Joshua, said he wanted to win before the sun went down, and God said, I wanted it to happen for a certain amount of time, and God stopped the sun from even going down until he won the battle. Do you know it's not really 365 days? It's 364 days and a fourth. That's why you got leap year. Because God stopped the day. 
He stopped the sun from moving so you don't even have 365 whole days. You got 364 days and a fourth scientifically because God stopped it. It covers everything. In the beginning, time. And everything is trying you. Time has past, present, and future. In the beginning, God made the heavens, which is space. Space is what? Height, width, and depth. Depth, right? And in the beginning, he, he made the heavens and the earth, which is matter. Matter is solid, gas, and, 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 and liquid. And, and, and God is God, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. He, he, God, 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 God puts everything together in three so you can know that he's the one that created everything. You got psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. See, see, God lines everything up, line upon line and precept upon precept. And so he said, time does not bind me. I was here before time ever was. I see time. I see the past, present, and future at the same time. Space does not bound me because I'm omnipresent. I'm everywhere and nothing in matter can bind me because I spoke the world into existence. Other, I don't need your help. David, I don't need your help. Maxwell, I don't need your help. I struggled with this sermon and I only got halfway through and I kept writing and I'm like, God, what the hell's that? And he said, I ain't giving it to you. Go to sleep. He gave it to me. I wanted to give it to me. He let 8 o'clock have whatever he wanted. Now he gave me 11 o'clock, whatever you're supposed to have. Because why? He told me to sit myself down because he did not need my help. See, see, whenever you got to understand, I know the Greek and the Hebrew. I went to school, but sometimes school makes you kind of rigid because you want to do all the steps that they gave you. It's so funny that when I went to seminary, I realized I did a lot of stuff that they were teaching me to do already naturally, but I was doing it under the unction of the Holy Ghost. But it's something about when somebody teach you how to do it and you think, if I just got to walk this way and then go this way and then go this way. No, because God is not bound by the method. God would tell Moses to speak to the rock one day and strike it the next. See, I love God because God saw that I couldn't get it together by myself. He saw in Leviticus that I didn't know to go get turtle dove for this and oxen for this and a, and a, and a partridge for this and a turtle dove for that and, and a sheep for this. I ain't got no more money. Lord knows my mouth ain't the greatest mouth. Help me, Lord. I need another turtle dove. <laughs> I need it. And so, because Jesus had not died yet, when Uzzah tried to touch God, God said, don't touch me with your sinful hands. God said, I turned my back on my own son when he became sin. See, see, some of y'all with these big old hats think you holy. No, he calls you holy. You not holy. You're justified by faith. He calling you that. He letting you be called that, but you a sinner just like me. 
I'm going to wear me a hat next week. <laughs> he touched it the same way Uzzah touched the Ark of the Covenant because he thought God was in trouble. Remember when Jesus was on the boat with the disciples and the disciples touched Jesus? Uh, Jesus, I know you kind of sleeping right now, but uh, we about to die. Uh, the waves are pretty high and uh, we about to sink. And uh, if you could just wake up and, uh, you know, work it out. Now, this is not us. Now, we can be in 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 water country somewhere and get scared on a little float. No, these are, 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 are seamen. These are, are, are fishers. These are professional boat folk. So the storm had to be crazy. And Jesus in their sleep. Jesus wake up. Ugh. Peace be still. And the waves stop. Aren't you glad that God split the veil from the top to the bottom to let you know you can touch Jesus when you get in trouble now? You don't have to worry about dying when you touch the hem of his garment. If you can just touch Jesus and wake him up, he'll take care. Come on, somebody, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your problem, and he'll answer you by and by. You better tell Jesus what you want. But, but what I love about Jesus is Jesus is so chill because God commanded him to sit down on the right hand of him. And, and that's the right hand, but something over there. And, and he sits down. And I believe that the reason why God commanded him to sit down is because Jesus would get tempted to get up every time you touch him. And so when you touch him, you know, sit down, Jesus. And the reason why he sits down is because Jesus said, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the paraclete. I'm going to send you the advocate. I'm going to send you the helper in the form of the Holy Spirit. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All you got to do is say my name. Oh, if I could just call on Destiny's child right now, they'll let you know that Jesus said, if you love me, say my name. If you say my name, I'll move mountains. If you say my name, I'll heal your country. If you say my name, I'll heal your cancer. If you say my name, Say my name. Say my name. Hey! Say his name. Say his name. Say Jesus, my God. If you don't know El Shaddai, say Jesus. If you don't know El Elyon, say Jesus. If you don't know Jehovah Shalom is your peace, say Jesus. Hey! His name is above. Everything you can name, not just my name, not just Briggs' name, not just Woody's name, but his name is above all. His name is above cancer. Say Jesus. His name is above death. Say Jesus. His name is above infirmity. Say Jesus. His name.
is bigger than Mufasa. His name will make the lions tremble. His name will make the devil bow down. When the devil come at you, just say Jesus. I ain't got to know the Greek like my pastor. I ain't got no El Elyon El Shaddai. I ain't got to know Jehovah Nisi. I ain't got to know Jehovah Shalom. All I got to know is Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And if I know Jesus, I shall be liberated. I couldn't touch the Ark of the Covenant, but I can touch the hem of his garment, and I shall be saved. But back, back, back to what I was saying. He, he ain't going to get up. You just got to put his name on it. <laughs> he didn't say he was going to do it for you anymore. He said, do it in my name. In the name of Jesus, pay off these daggone ACs. In the name of Jesus, pay off this mortgage in the name of Jesus. And why you paying off newbies grow mortgage? I need you to handle every tithers house that's in the building right now in the name of Jesus. Hey! I speak it and declare it. Put his name on it. Put his name on it. Put his name on it. I can feel the shift because I'm calling on Jesus. I, I can feel the shift because I'm in my prayer closet. I, I can feel the shift because I'm fasting and praying. You, you, you got to get with God so you can feel the shift in your house. Whew. I don't want no oxen carrying it for me. I don't want the rocks to cry out. I'm going to crowd myself. No rocks going to crowd for me. It was on the boat, and he said, peace be still. And sometimes your anger would mess you up like Moses. God told Moses to strike the rock one time. The next time he said, speak to it. But because he was mad, he struck the rock. Don't you let somebody upset you so much that they move you out of your blessing. Ooh. Folk at your job to get on your nerves. Folk in the chair right next to you at church to get on your nerves. Because when you get vexed enough, God can't bless you. Remember when Samson kept on messing with Delilah, kept going over there? She must have had some yummy, yummy, what they say in there. I mean, he kept going. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he kept going. I'm just saying, I ain't, I ain't saying the psalmist said the word, but I'm just saying, he kept going over there. She tried to kill him every time, but he kept going. But he was around her so long, he let her vex him so much that he gave us all his secret up. Don't you let somebody make you so mad that you give up your secrets. Folks, when you, know, you get mad and you just start telling everything, shut your mouth. She vexed him so much that he told her all what was in his heart. Stop hanging around folk that make you mad. But 
it's a fine line. Because the people around you at your job, it ain't that they don't like you. They don't like your anointing. And it's not even you that they don't like. It's the anointed. And it's not even them that don't like you. It's the demon that's in them. Because you know when Jesus stepped on the scene in Mark chapter 9 and, and, the, and the boy started going into epileptic seizures, he wasn't going into those seizures until Jesus stepped on the scene. When the anointing came in the house, the demon knew it had to go, but they tried to convince the boy and the daddy that it didn't have to go anywhere. When you step on the scene with your anointing, those demons know if they connect them to you, if they let them connect to you, they will be exercised and healed. So what the demon does is it makes them talk about you so you can begin to create your distance. But you don't have to go talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. All you got to do is preach the blood of Jesus into your mind. Get to work early in the name of Jesus. I anoint the bottom of their chair right now in the name of Jesus. I anoint the... The demon know that it's going to have to get out if they connect with you. And so, they, so the devil try to make them mad at you so you can be unforgiven with them. But the reason why Joseph was elevated is because he forgave his brothers even though they sold him into slavery. But, but don't feel bad because sometimes we don't be petty, but he was petty. He didn't have to put that stuff in their bag and make it look like they stole something. He had to keep the little boy there. Almost gave his brother heart, his dad a heart attack. He was being petty. So even the most anointed, we got some petty ways. You're going to fall short. I ain't giving you permission. I'm just letting you know Joseph didn't have to do that. He did it. They put it in there to let you know he was petty. But he forgave. And God elevated him because he walked with a forgiving heart. You have to walk in forgiveness because the devil going to send people to hurt you so you won't be able to deliver them. Because your anointing is going to set them free. And can I tell you something? I want to be rich here, but I want to be richer in heaven. I don't want to be looking at your house bigger than mine because you save more souls than me. I don't want to be jealous in heaven and get kicked out. It says, stack up your treasures in heaven because they're eternal. So that when you save people, God begins to even bless you more. So I'd rather get blessed for eternity than 120 years or 70 years, however long I'm going to be here. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is this. I need you to feel the weight of God. You need to feel the shift. You got to hold God on your own. You got to build your own prayer life up. Because as you hold on to his unchanging hand, you can feel the shift. When I, when I walk with my mom and she don't have a cane, she, she holds my arm right here. And well, I'm going to put it on this side. You can see right here. So when I move, she know. When I step down, she know I'm stepping down. When I step up, she can feel it because she connected to me. And God says, my yoke is easy. And if I'm yoked with God, when he moves, I move. When he step, I step. Because as yoke is easy. Have you ever tried a little boy try to help you carry a box? And you like, look, baby, let me just get this myself. Because it's easier for me to carry 
carry it myself than to let you help me because the way you carried it is making more pressure on me. But when I'm yoked to God and I'm holding on to his unchanging hand, when he moves, I move. He carrying me. I'm not carrying him. He's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. I'm just a passenger that's connected to the man and he's going to lead me and order my steps in his word. And when he moves, I move. When he stop, I stop. When he talk, I speak. When he silent, I shut up because I got to move where God takes me because his yoke is easy. It's easy. Oh, I feel that word. $206,000 is easy. Commercial kids doing the $50,000 is it's easy. $1.9 million on the mortgage is easy. It's done. I feel it. I claim it in the name of Jesus. And if God can move two million and something dollars of debt from here, he can move the 200000 or whatever you got on your life. Feel the shift. We're going to be in a series called The Shift because there's a shift going on at New Beach Grove and you better not miss it. Don't you miss the ship. I don't want to throw no buoy out there to get you. I want you to stay on the boat. Because we're about to go somewhere nobody been before. I'm telling you, we're about to walk in debt freedom. I feel it. I decree it. I declare it right now because I feel the shift. Feel the shift with me.